On this episode of Clarksville's Conversation, Katie Gamble and Charlie Kuhn chat with Jason Roy, the lead singer of the Grammy-nominated Christian rock band Building 429. On this episode, Jason shares how he came up with the name for Building 429, what got him into music, and how a near-death experience brought him closer to God and on the path to starting one of the biggest Christian rock bands in the country. Hear more about why he chose Clarksville and why he loves the city, his plans for the future, starting his own record label, and some great stories from on the road, all on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. We've met years ago because we used to go to the same church. That's right. And I, I can remember coming up to you, this is just random, but my son Noah, who's now nine, one of your songs he loved, and I even think I have it recorded. I'll have to send it to you sometime. I'm like, you want to hear my son sing? And I remember him singing it for you. And he was like, no, three I, years old. Spot? Yeah, three years old. Three <laughs> That's years awesome. old. Yeah. I love it. So we always start this kind of with an icebreaker. Okay. So you know Charlie. You said that y'all been friends for a long time as yeah. well. I've known Charlie for a long time. We met down at uh, Mary's Music when I owned Mary's that Music. Owned Mary's. He would come. When come I was trying to there. figure out my place in this world in Clarksville. But you knew yeah. what to do with music. I was going, I went down there. I was like, I'm going to find some musicians and yeah. get connected. So I met Charlie. And then, so back and then, then he still had a mustache, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never, yeah. So you hear what you call, we always start at this. Okay. <laughs> Where are we That's going not here? even the trick question. <laughs> That's not the trick question, but there is a trick. We always start out kind of with some fun. Yeah, sure. Uh, True fact about Charlie, which everybody that's listening knows this by now, since the time puberty hit, he's never shaved that mustache. Never. Never. Not even just for like no, like a like a no. three days or no. four days. No. Just no. Even when it was like just two or three hairs starting out. <laughs> those, were, those were proud those, days. Well, I was about to say, like it's either a proud day or a really bad day because you know it takes a while sometimes for some kids' hair to grow all the way yeah. in. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So you you know you look in the mirror and go. There it is. Yeah, that's Aiden. My is. son Aiden, he's going to be so mad at me. This morning's like, Mom, feel right there. Can you feel it? That was, that was Charlie. That was Charlie. That's, a, that's amazing. You've never shaved Never. It. My wife wow. has never seen me without it. And we've dated for five, been married for 23. Yeah, that would mess everybody up. For yeah, sure. For in sure. your family, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard people that did that with, they've done that with beards, too. But I, I'm too, I change with the wind, man. I'm like, I can't, every time I've ever tried to grow a beard, I'll get like almost there and then done. No. Nope, I changed too. It. Your wife told me last time she saw me, I had short hair. Next time, now it's long. Next time, I'll probably be short. Yeah. So this is but a segue. Okay. Because Charlie. <laughs> I, was, I was about to get you. So okay. Charlie must ask you a question. Ah, nice. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. Man, she might be a songwriter. Yeah, right? yeah. We're, we're fancy. And, and I've got a list of really, uh, not too interesting questions, and I'm going to pick one out for you. Okay. Pick one and, at random, uh, right? I'm a, yeah, I'm going to pick one at random. There's one. So um, you've been in music for how long? Your uh, whole life. Yeah, I've played music pretty much my whole life. Yeah. So if you could pick a different profession yeah. and be successful, right? You know, guaranteed success, if you switched, what would it be? Basketball, uh, coach, or player. One of the two. Pro- probably player. I mean, I was really good. Um, and I, if I could, if I could go back, uh, when I was younger, I probably made a few different decisions yeah, and I yeah. might still be playing basketball or not, not at this age now, but I would have played for a while. Played yeah. further. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I'm one of those guys who's very stubborn and I work really hard. I come from a, a kind of a, a really blue collar family that, you know, in Texas, you know, yeah. so, mm-hmm. um, 
for me, I just always worked really hard at whatever I put my mind to. But I've also been very driven to get whatever is in front of me accomplished. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm not the kind of guy that's going to show up and like if you put a ping pong table in front of me and we play and you, maybe you, it's the first time I ever played and yeah. you're, you beat me probably handily because you would. What you're not going to know is that for the next three days through the night when I'm supposed to be sleeping, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be practicing yeah. to get it right. Right. And so that's kind of what it was with basketball. And then when basketball ended, it, it, same thing happened yeah. with music, and that was the rest. So, so how do you, um, you, you know, basketball is a team sport, right? Sure. Obviously, and being in a band is a team sport. That's right. So, how how can you compare those two, and and how would your days of really enjoying basketball maybe help you as being the leader yeah, of well, your I mean, band? Athletics in general, I've, I've just always loved them. My my father was. A little background. My father was a pro powerlifter, semi-pro powerlifter. Mm-hmm. He actually was Texas State's strongest man. Like, oh, like two, two That's years in the 80s. So I grew up around that world where, and in Texas, very, I'm going to say it straight up, in Texas, if you're not an athlete and if you're not good, you're kind of nothing. You know what I mean? And so I was driven to follow down that path. But my, what I'm trying to say is, is that I carried that kind of same athletic mentality into music right yeah because because it's, it's not the most talented musician that makes it you know that we've talked yeah. oh, anybody yeah, yeah, knows yeah. music oh, yeah, knows yeah. that it's not even um sometimes you got to catch a good break but all, really most of the time you just got to outwork everybody yeah right mm-hmm. and so and then you have to also find people in your circle who are willing to number one jump on that get catch your vision and jump in and support that vision and make it happen and so it's very much a team situation right like like in in my circle i'm the michael jordan of my circle yeah but there's also a lot of great guys around me that are doing awesome stuff to make it all yeah. happen even he didn't win a championship until he had a great team that's you know? right that's right so um so that's kind of it's almost identical i mean you have to get along you have to have good chemistry and it's not really the one hour of showtime. And that's that you can fake. Even yeah. there are many bands out there that play and and you know like the band members come and go. And it's because you can be a great player and then get off stage and you hate each other and you yeah. go separate yeah. ways. It's really the other twenty three hours you have to figure out. It's the same way in, in, in basketball, football, baseball, soccer, all those yeah. sports that I played. Um, you know, if there's not great chemistry, it's not going to happen. And we I found great chemistry with my band building 429 um and then the guys that i'm playing with have been in the band now for with me uh, for the, the guy who's been there the shortest amount of time is 14 years wow so so when did you decide when did you decide music that's what i'm gonna do i mean it was there like a defining moment or did some what clicked for you that said I, i'm gonna start a band yeah that's a great question um i um i always had my foot kind of toe in music, but I didn't want anybody to know really that much about it because at the time... Because you were an athlete and it wasn't as cool. And it's not cool, right? Mm-hmm. Until, you know, and, and, and then as I got older, got, in, got into college age, I realized people liked it when I could play guitar, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll show a little bit of that. But um, actually, truthfully, what really made me de- decide it was going to be music or nothing, and specifically, I'm in the Christian music business, you mm-hmm. know, um, I was um, playing basketball at NC State. Um, and at the time, I was dating my wife and Courtney. Uh, yeah, Courtney. And I, um, I was, we were living like you know, three, four hours apart. And back then, there was no instant message and mm-hmm. there was no text messaging. Yeah. It was, and we didn't have cell phones, so the only way to talk was like on a, a prepaid card, or if you're at the computer, you could email. And if an email popped up from her and she was in the computer lab, she'd stay and be like, "Wait, wait, don't go anywhere." And you know that that kind of weird thing. 
And, um, and I told her the last thing I said before I got off, um, I think maybe the phone that night, I said, um, if I break my leg, will you come and see me? You know, and she's like, ah, oh, shut up, go play ball. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. So I went to play ball and, um, and I actually got assaulted on the court and woke up. I, I literally, I remember I was Did running. Did you break your leg? Worse. Oh, <laughs> I, no. um, I was running down the court, I passed the ball down, down the sideline and turned left to go across the court and then woke up in an ambulance. Wow. Wow. And, um, I, I, every bone and a lot of bones in my face were broken. My nose was broken and you can see the scars under my eyes. Was it an and, intentional assault? Yeah, it was intentional. Um, I, I, another thing about me when I was younger is I was extremely arrogant and I was really good at basketball. And my favorite thing to do was to walk into <laughs> a ball, a game and find the guy who talked the most junk and just make him look dumb. Yeah. That night I picked the wrong guy, you yeah. know? Yeah. It was going great. I was having a blast until uh-huh. I woke up in, you know, in, in an ambulance. And my point is, um, I, I spent six weeks with my face disfigured because they wow. couldn't fix it. And in those six weeks, um, one of the things the doctor said. So did Courtney lucky. come? Did she, she come? Did, that, that, it's a great question. Did she come? Yes. I got home at, I think, uh, one o'clock and I finally knew my name because I sat in the emergency room for an hour and a half, uh, no, three hours without knowing my name and they couldn't give me medicine. So I was just, yeah. you know, sitting there shaking. Uh-huh. And, What's your name? And I'm like, I know this, I can't, but I couldn't oh, answer. Oh gosh. So finally the, I got home and, um, and I called, called and I was like, Hey, you won't believe what happened. And she didn't believe it at all. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and I, and she said, uh, after she figured out that it was true, she said, well, go to sleep and call me in the morning. And she was four hours away. It was 1am. 5 a.m. Knock on my door. Oh, I gotta love that. And um, and that was that that moment was. You the knew moment. at that moment I'm marrying this girl. That's it. There <laughs> she is. That's the <laughs> one. And and but then beyond that, I spent six weeks with my face disfigured, and and I had to walk to class with sunglasses on, and yeah. and I just, and the doctor did say you're lucky. You know that could have gone. You, you could not be here. Yeah. Yeah. Did anything <clears throat> happen to the player that assaulted you? That's a long, long story. Was it just a good foul? No, no, it was a very, it was, it's a long story. The long story is I I thought it was a good foul because Mm -hmm. I've been jacked up and I've I've been gashed and broken nose, all that stuff. But the police showed up at my dorm room two days later and said, were you having problems? And they flipped through IDs. And I said, yeah, that guy and I were talking. They said, well, let me tell you what happened. What happened? It's awful. I don't like to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. He hit me one time and. From yeah. behind, I never saw it, and I, yeah. and I fell in somebody's lap, and mm-hmm. it freaked it, them out because blood went everywhere, and yeah. So anyway, the, 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 I'm trying to get to my, my point. Okay. Uh, the, the doctor said you shouldn't be here. You, you might want to live for something. Like, you really should consider what you're doing with your life. And I just thought, you know, the only thing right now that I feel like I can do that's going to that's gonna be for other people and that's going to be for the glory of God yep. is write songs about God and about Jesus and go and just take this life and pour it out that way. You know, whatever that means for better, or for worse, that's where I feel like yeah. I'm supposed to go. And that was the moment. And from so you there, started as a songwriter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wrote songs and had little bands and stuff. But then once that happened, it's when it got serious. And I was like, all right, I'm really going to do this. And so um, from that point, I, I actually quit school, quit, quit mm-hmm. NC State, but I became my own booking agent and, you know, booked a hundred shows our first year in all these horrible places, yeah. but had files by state, 
you know, and mm -hmm. state by state files and called and got a thousand no's to get, a, you know, a hundred yeses. Yeah. Made it all the way to Alaska yeah. wow. and, and from North Carolina and back down through and didn't make a dime. But I thought that, thought that what I was doing actually mattered, even though we did drive 17 hours one night to play for two people. Yeah. So, you know, like that's what it was yeah. like back then. And the hope was that maybe someday it'd be bigger and... It was really a pipe dream, and everybody thought I was crazy, but it happened. But isn't it beautiful that you can look back now on that one moment on that basketball court, which to most people is devastating, that God could take that one moment and turn you into a different path that was meant to change people's lives. Yeah, and, and to chop out something that had been built in my life, which is that uh -huh. kind of arrogance. You know, like that, that had to get chopped out, and I feel like God was probably working on me on that for a long time, mm -hmm. and then he's like well you know hey if you want to be that way there are consequences yeah and, and, you know I, I was literally listening to a song on the way over here called whatever you say Stephen Kershaw oh man yeah and and it basically says you can have a plan for your life but God's gonna take that plan and just rip it up right and that's it kind of sounds like that story to me because you thought you had a plan and sometimes you know the saying sometimes you, you got a plan until you get punched in the face right and that's kind of the story you just I literally did. I mean, that's kind of the story you just told. So I got, I literally just got chills because I listened to that song mm. on the way over here because it's a, it's a very uplifting song for yeah. me. And some of my best worship time is in the car listening to a song. Yeah, totally. And, uh, mm -hmm. So well, it's interesting too because on a whole other side, you're the son of a of a hero. You're not supposed to get beat up. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and, and I was yeah. a, a strong dude. And I, it's not like people wanted to mess with me. And I held yeah. I remember thinking, like, I was never afraid in my life. I was never afraid of any man in my life until I didn't see it coming and yeah. woke up in a hospital. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized how fragile my life was. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe I'm not really as in control as I think. So maybe I need to focus on, you know, building some uh, a different kingdom than the mm -hmm. one that I thought I was going to build. So. Now, Building 429 had one, I know the answer to this, but I want you to tell everybody how you came about that name, because I really love that story. Yeah, that's my wife again. Well, um, she's pretty special. She's pretty awesome. My wife grew up in Clarksville, Tennessee, uh -huh. and she uh, grew up in, in First Baptist, at First Baptist Church. It's crazy, the connections that she has to this town. Uh, the one church um, the pastors out there were involved in the youth group that she was involved in mm -hmm. uh, at first. And they did a thing called the 429 Challenge. And the 429 Challenge is based off of Ephesians 429, which says, Let nothing unwholesome come out of your mouth, except that which is helpful for building others up according to their needs, and it might benefit those who listen. So basically the challenge went like this. If a kid said something was negative about somebody else, let's say 429, and you'd have to say something positive about them, right? Oh, I love that. That's pretty neat. We need right. to get that going again, Corey. Right, no doubt. And so, um, and so she said, if you're going to do a, a Christian band, maybe your band name should mean something. So we named it building, but as the verb, mm -hmm. 429. Yeah. And then it was, and it worked, it was awesome. Nobody had it. It was on, you know, no, it was, it wasn't on Google mm -hmm. and it was going great until our first record on our major label released and every Walmart in America had an end cap of our records, which was amazing for me. But I remember walking down the aisle to our end cap going like, this is going to be awesome. Every Walmart in America, I was like midnight at, on a Tuesday. Cause that's when, right. I that's when they released it. And the, the end cap said, 
building 459. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> in every Walmart in America. <laughs> nice. Oh okay, my. God, pride again. Oh, yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody knows what it means now. That, yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that's where it came from. So, so we have a question that we ask everybody, and, and I'm not done with the music questions, but why Clarksville? I, I, I get your connection with yeah. you know, Courtney's family, but you know, you're a successful musician. Sure. Nashville is right down the street. Right. Why Clarksville? Well, the honest answer to that is when I was young, when we were younger and first married, it was kind of like anything but Clarksville. I, I, we lived in Nashville, and I just did not want to move to Clarksville. But um, there, we, we, um, I started touring a whole, whole lot, and Courtney was home alone a lot. And at first, it just started making sense for us to be here more on just a logistic level because we had young kids and but then I came here right we moved up here we bought our first house and got involved in a church and and then what ended up being crazy was that like over time it for my first couple of years it was hard for me to figure out where I fit but I, like I said I came down and I met you I met yeah. guys like John Mark Cox and yeah. people pe- people like that and I began to realize that Clarksville is so much bigger and there's so much more to it than just what you first see Right, because I, would I feel agree like with that. I yeah. feel like I feel like Clarksville is it's all these pockets, and because it's so spread out, you never get the full view of of what's really here, you know. And just over the years, it's just become home to us. And I've lived in Clarksville as of last year longer than I've ever lived in any place in my entire life because yeah. I've moved a lot as a kid. Um, and it feels like home. And I, and I I just really have high hopes for Clarksville, especially now as you begin to see that. Um, there are some things that are being put into motion. Like downtown is is that yep. that that new area they put downtown was like oh thank God they yep. they're trying to make downtown and it seems like it's growing and the new sports complex they're talking about doing all those things that are really exciting to me because I travel 150 cities a year and I get to see them and I get to kind of compare I'm like oh man if Clarksville would do this they do it there like the Greenway that, that's yeah, out there yeah. just all these little things that you start kind of seeing going man we have a great place to live I live really close to Rotary Park man we go out there and get lost in that park walking around mm-hmm. my son and I do mountain bikes out there and you know there's just a lot to do and we love it that, I mean, so that's, that, why. that's awesome you, you talk about your son uh, you've got two children yeah I got two and uh, when I when I realized we lived in the same neighborhood, that's right. I, I came. Do y'all live by, in the same neighborhood? No, this was, we did. It was years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Oh, yeah. okay. And um, you know, I always wondered if he was going to get into music. You know, if your kids oh, gosh, were going to do yeah. that. And then I have seen some things since then. Charlie, on guess where he media. played last night? His son. Where did he play? Yeah, he played the Ryman last night. <laughs> oh, was he at the School of Rock? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? He crushed it, man. It was, a, and he did a. a, a um, so Avery is, comes by. In, in the way that I had to work to learn how to be a musician, yeah. he's been a musician from the time he was born, yeah. right? So all the things that were hard for me to figure out, man. I mean, he used to he'd sound check for the building 429 on stages that were huge. I mean, he yeah. played in front of 15,000 people when yeah. he was 12. Oh, that's pretty awesome. So yeah. for him, last night at the Ryman, everybody else was nervous at the Ryman, you know? And, and I'm, I, I was telling my mom, she came in from North Carolina to see the show. I was uh-huh. like, you just, just, just wait. Wait till Avery gets up there. You're going to see something crazy happen. And she said, what am I going to see? And I was like, just watch. And what 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 we saw is it, it's the place that my son belongs. Yeah. It's, it's where his passion that, is. It's the place where 
where, you know, most of the time you, you feel like you're kind of trying to figure out where you fit in the world, yeah. right? And then every once in a while you find your place where the world actually kind of revolves around you for a moment yeah. and it's safe and it's like, I oh, know that's this, a good, I've got yeah. this. And last night when he sat down at the drums, at the Ryman, I remember just like thinking, that's, that's, that's where he belongs. Yeah. That's his place. That, and it's that, kind of a, do you know how many musicians would love the opportunity to play on the stage at the Ryman? Yeah, it's, it's emotional for me because it's a parent's dream is that your child would find his place, yeah. right? Yeah. Where he's confident, where he's sure, where he knows that, like, that, that, that his whole life has been designed from a godly perspective to what his parents have poured into him for him to be able to be equipped to do this yeah. job well. And he sat down on the kit, and I'm telling you, you got to, you're a musician. He went off. I mean, That's he amazing. crushed it. They played rock and roll by Zeppelin, and they played uh, Cashmere, and just dead on perfect. So is that his favorite type of music or was that just man i let my son listen to anything and my yeah. son's favorite type of music is anything that is not four four so anything yeah. that's not square yeah, a different beat mm-hmm. yeah anything that's like a, yeah. if he can find a uh you know a, like a nine eight measure to play drums on which for me when i was his age i was like what is that like yeah. forget yeah. that so really cool he's playing guitar now he's producing in my studio at home his own stuff and it's it's way better than my stuff yeah. when i was a kid so Excited about him and, and super excited about my daughter, too. Haven can sing. She's an amazing singer. And again, they just grew up on a tour bus. I mean, right. literally, they spent seven years of their life with their own bunks, and the back lounge was, lounge was where they did school. And we would study the Grand Canyon and then wake up at the Grand Canyon. We'd study, you know, Seattle, and we'd go to Pike's Place Market. You know, yeah. that, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's... They're that's comfortable the with it because it's yeah. what they've been around. That's interesting. That, that really is... Uh... It's it's awesome to see that you know when my mother was a musician and grew up in it and and I grew up in it and then there for a while I just didn't want to be around it because right. I felt like it was forced on me. Sure. And then I got back in the music business and then you right. know so sometimes you don't really know your place. Yeah. And you just got to figure it out. Well, and he's like he's totally into being. He loves coming out and working for me. So like he'll sound mm-hmm. check for the band. Like you know they do virtual yeah. sound checks now, yeah. but they still want to hear the drums live. Like, hey Avery, go play! And you wouldn't believe how many times people come up to me and go, "Man, I want to see. Awesome. I want to go see. You got, him go a, see you got him a drum deal yet? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Call Monty. He's, maybe he's playing DW though. So I mean, we got oh, him yeah. on the right stuff. You yeah, know? that's right. I mean, we're, we're we're playing the right stuff. And he's he played actually. Uh, we're at a we go to church at Awaken Church down uh-huh. at Riverside. And uh, he's the drummer that played their new record that just that they just released. He played it all himself because he was the man for the job and just smashed away. You know so. what the best part about this whole story is? The smile on your face. I, I wish people, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can see the pride. Yeah. It's it's really not fair. People can't see it because you're you're proud of your kids, and we all are. But yeah. as you're glowing as you talk. Well, and you know, it's it's. It amazing. took me a long time to find my place. Yeah. And it was a scary time for me because everything in my family kind of fell apart. And I just, it was like, it wasn't like, hey, call your parents if you get in trouble. Like that wasn't on the, you know, we talked about that over over lunch. Uh Like that was just not on the docket for me. It was like, you better figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But with Avery, like at 15, like you just know, you watch him and you go, that's what that kid's supposed to do. And and he found it on his own. I didn't force it on him. So pretty cool well you did find your way and you you've had a lot of awards you've had experienced a a lot of success in 2005 what was it glory defined was named bmi's song of the year was that your first big like breakthrough yeah that was the first number one song how Uh, did that feel like 
I was nuts. Yeah. It was nuts. All I ever wanted people to dream do, of this yeah, moment. All I ever wanted to do was go on tour with Stephen Curtis Chapman yeah. or Audio Adrenaline or just all you know, all the bands, Michael W. Smith or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we were on tour with a band called Sonic Flood, driving through the desert, um, uh, going to Vegas to play a show that, that night. And I remember because at that point I couldn't sleep on it. I, I was so excited to be on a tour bus. Yeah. That I didn't sleep hardly at all. I just sit up and stare out the window and like, wow, I'm on a bus. And and the call came in. You mm-hmm. had the number one song in the country. And but but it was tagged to. Your song is the fastest number one song in the history of Christian radio. It happened in two weeks. It just why it came just out like bam. that. Bam, number one. And then it held there for eleven weeks, and then we won Song of the Year. Which that Song of the Year basically just means that it was the most played song on Christian mm-hmm. radio. Probably people got sick of it because they played it so much. But um, man, that was a big deal. Oh, it is a it, big it, deal. It, it, it's and it's funny. The song for a while I got tired of playing it, but now I love it again. So you've <laughs> had several of those. Do you yeah. ever? Every time you have a song that's like becomes number one, do you ever? Does do you ever lose that? Oh well, I mean, or is it the same every time? Like I created that and people love it. I think it's the same. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it. Um, because it, it, as time goes on, as the market, as music marketplace gets flooded with more and more music, because mm-hmm. anybody can put music out now, right? It gets harder and harder to, to get played, and so every time that we have one of those huge songs, it's ex- it's yeah, it's super exciting. And you act like it's oh yeah, totally, it's cool, but I'm no, cool, I, yeah. yeah, I just did another one. We're we're kind of all freaking out, um, uh-huh. and I've had uh, three of those huge like song of the years, which mm-hmm. is nuts and. And, um, Do you have a favorite? Yeah, there, I think that um, probably the song uh, "Where I Belong." All I know is I'm not home yet. This is not where I belong. Which, That's the song my um, son sang to you. Yeah, right there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not tired of it yet, and mm-hmm. "Glory to Find" I got tired of kind of quick. Um, maybe because I was younger, but now, I'm not tired of that song. I still love it because it doesn't matter where we go, where we're playing. I mean, we played that song. We played we played that song in Europe. And people sing every word of it. You play it overseas. It, it's awesome. It's a cool song. I still enjoy it. And I wouldn't. I don't change it either. Glory to Find, I kept trying to change it to make it fun and new. Mm-hmm. That song, you just play it. And, and I just kind of sometimes, I just back off the microphone in the middle of the show. And, and let the crowd sing it. And, you know, you, everybody, put, everybody does in the live show what they've seen done on the video, music video. Mm-hmm. So the music video is us playing Bridgestone or Arena like that. And everybody's got their lights, cell phone lights yeah, on. Yeah. So every night, sure enough, we start that song, cell phone lights come out. And it's really fun to just step back and go, wow, like, I can't believe this started in Clarksville. <laughs> My son was so young when he sang that song that he couldn't pronounce belong. So it was B-Bong. Right. I have another song called Press On and, and people called it, people call it was a big song for us. And people call it, called it the Apple song for years because the lyric, the lyric, went, I press on, I press on, I press on, when I still don't get it. But they would, Apple song, Apple song, Apple song. <laughs> That's what kids could hear yeah. for right, some reason. Right. The Apple song and I be bong. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be bong. <laughs> so what? What do you? So you're a songwriter, producer, entertainer. Do you get satisfaction out of one more than the other, or are they equal? What? If yeah. you had to pick one, what would it be? I guess it would be an easier way to ask it. I think that I feel if you took the 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 business side of it, which can be a bear, right? Mm-hmm. If you took the business side of it out of it. Like this morning, I was working in my studio, um, 
we live, you know, off the bypass. And I was sitting in my chair and I was thinking, this, I, I belong here. This is the place where I, I know that all my years have made me to do this, right? And I was mm-hmm. sitting at the studio, listening to the studio monitors, listening to a song I'd just written. Um, so that place, and then also, no matter how many years go by, when I stand in the middle of the stage and somebody, and my guy brings me my guitar and the show starts. Yeah. Like that place. That feeling. Like those two places are like obvious. That's it. You know, that's where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So that, really that's cool. pretty cool. Cause I've seen pictures of you mm. there in, in that, I call it your famous silver suit. That's right. And uh, it's just. But I can't fit in anymore. Thank you. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that happens to all of us. It happens. No, he's been working out. He's buff. Thank oh, you. That, there got, you yes. go. It's got nothing to do with yes. pizza. I didn't say anything about pizza. I was just saying he Man, got I, taller. I appreciate that. Coming <laughs> to my age. Sleek with a skinny now, tie, baby. Come on, man. Walk around with me. What is a silver suit, though? Tell me about silver suit. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's a suit that he wears. It's silver. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, it's not spacious. It's just silver suit. It's like this kind of shark's tooth, like silver. Okay, I'm with you. Thing. It was I'm going to fr- Google it now. Oh, and he wears a skinny right. black tie. Oh, sleep. I do. I. It's my best. It's funny. I tell people in the picture that they see that they're <laughs> like they're like you know it's it's a a poster right. And sometimes kids would come up and they don't know what to say. I'm like, you know what that is? What? I said, that's a guy trying to act cool, but realizing that he's not at all. And the kids start laughing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just my facade to make me believe that I that I don't suck. Right. Well, (laughs) you don't. But you are cool. And and here's how I know. Last night I told told my daughter, Lexi, I said, hey, we're interviewing uh, Jason. She says, well, he's not going to be at Winter Jam this year. Ah, right. So she I mean, she she knew. She mm-hmm. knew because wow, she cool. goes to Winter Jam all the that time. She's like, well, they're good. not going to be there. And I said, why aren't you going to be at Winter Jam? Well, they didn't ask this year. We, well, we're, we're kind of on a three-year rotation. Okay. It's a, it's a tour that goes out and plays, uh, for people that don't know, it's an arena tour, 48 shows a year. They play all over the country. And we've, we've kind of become kind of an earmark of it. I mean, mm-hmm. and that silver suit kind of yeah. came to, that's what that was built for. I had this plat, so to make sense of the silver suit. We had I just entire, can't imagine you in a skinny tie. That's what I'm trying to feed. I just, you're are you trying skinny, to take my man card back? No, I just don't get the, yes, I don't get the, I, I can't visualize like a skinny tie. Thing? No. All right, well. I thought it was Fail. cool. So well, I wish Courtney was on the mic because I'd ask her what she thought about the skinny yeah, tie. I, I, she, she, she probably she has out. opinions. Mm-hmm. She does. I, her mom is like Miss Encouragement, right? And oh, she, she loves she, the fifties. Her 50s. mom is precious. <laughs> she loved the fifties, so she loved the suit. But uh, Courtney, I'm not sure. You know that suit. Eventually, I, I got to tell this. Eventually, in front of twelve thousand people in Charlotte, North Carolina, we were having a great show. The whole set is silver. That's why I had a silver suit. Okay. And I had this lift that takes me, still have it, takes me 30 feet over the crowd. Silver lift takes me out over. So everything matches, you know, matchy, matchy. Um, but in that show, pyro, pyro goes off, and I'm like up on a lift moving around stuff. And I kid you not, the the, the back of those pants just split wide open. <gasps> oh, that's awesome. In front of 12,000 people. But they didn't know. They didn't know, but I thought they knew. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden after the first song, my my guitar tech runs out and this is at uh six flags and or carowinds in charlotte north carolina he goes he goes why aren't you moving anymore and i said i said man i just split my pants right <laughs> and and he stops and looks at me really weird because he didn't hear split he heard the other word oh, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. awful and i'm like no <laughs> pants are torn open go get me a new pair of pants and he ran off and i called for a drum solo which 
everybody on stage was lost and confused. But I got to tell you. Thank the goodness they didn't know you should right. uh, split your pants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I almost yeah, did see, it. Almost, <laughs> Sorry. See what I'm saying? Sorry. Uh, hey, this podcast is adult rated. We need to that piece uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> Listen, you got to. I don't know. You got to put some extra. Look, I, that day there was. Beep. That day we were playing with Toby Mac, the Newsboys, and a bunch of other people. Yeah. And you know when you're about to blow it up. When all when you start your show, your intro track starts. Yeah. Stage starts shaking, lights come on, smoke's going, and you're like, "All right, let's go kill this." And then all the people file off their buses and stand in the wings yeah. to watch your show, mm -hmm. right? Because and you've be, got a hole in your pants, well, right? And so, <laughs> right, and you're thinking, but what you think when they walk out there is they could be doing Starbucks, Toby could be playing golf, they could be yeah. doing anything, but they want to come see the show because they know we're about to kill it. Yeah. And so I got a little too deep on one of the moves yeah. or something. And, and I'll tell you. You got a little excited. <laughs> but you know who kills it? For someone like Toby Mack to come out to watch you because he is yeah, killing yeah, it. Yeah, he's awesome. If he's on stage, he's killing it. And yeah. a little weird, quirky thing that I do, which makes no sense for this conversation is when I get on a plane and we're about to take off for the last however many years, I put my headphones on and I turn on a song. You're like, like he's somebody. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I'm joking. Don't talk to me. Don't talk yeah, to me. Yeah, don't talk to me. I'm, 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 I'm really praying because I've had a bad experience oh, on a plane. Okay, yeah, sure. And I put on DC Talks, Love is a Verb. Oh, oh really? Yo, come on that guitar riff. Dude, oh, yeah. as, as soon as as soon as we're there and we're about to take off, I hit play and crank it up as loud that's as it'll awesome. go. I, that'll, that'll get your adrenaline going. That is pretty cool. That's awesome. So, I do it every time. I'm gonna tell him that when I see him. I wish hey, you was a verb. Saving saving the airline. Saving Charlie from <laughs> hey, having a panic attack taking off. You will do what you need to do that's to right. find comfort. If you have a bad airplane experience, yeah. And I love yeah. that song too, because that's back in the day they were fun. They were killing it, man. Goodness gracious. Well, sorry. I been that funky but i've been you know and that's why by the way sorry quick set side note toby and i are, are, have been basketball buddies yeah like that's yeah. one mm -hmm. i didn't know how to speak to some of these people but the one thing when i came on the, when we went yeah. on tour was there's always basketball court yeah. and we get out there and he'd be like dang all right and and from then on yeah if you grow a little goatee or a little uh, whatever thing. Soul patch. Soul patch. Yeah. Then y'all look like brothers, really. Yeah, I get that from time to time. You could. Yeah, he's just, a, he would just be my little bitty. Your little brother? Yeah, he'd be, what's it <laughs> called? He'd be the runt brother. <laughs> he's, a little bit, he's a short guy. <laughs> so if you could sing on stage with someone, non-Christian artist, oh, some yeah. singer, who would, you, who would you love to like do a sing with on stage? Don Henley. Ah, oh, interesting. Uh, I go cool. with. Uh, uh, he's really he's thought about all these questions because you're he, really well, quick. He's probably well, done this uh, more than once. True, true. Well, um, true. No, but I just you, that's a great question because everybody's always asking me what Christian singer would you want, and I, I was kind of like, eh, you know, mm -hmm. we've done that. I sung with them, uh, but I think um, maybe Walt Bono. Don Don Henley. Yeah. I mean, they they both crush me because they're amazing. Who are musicians, singers. not just singers, but good musicians. Yeah, and um and um, oh man, I'm losing his name right now. End of the Innocence. Do you remember this? Uh, the guy that wrote that with Don Henley. Um, Who? Yeah, I remember um, the song. Uh, what was I, the other song that he did? I'm I'm working on it right now. Don't worry, it's coming. Okay, it's it right coming. there. Um, how's it? This is the end of the innocence. God, what is the guy's name? What was that song that I... Da -da -da, da -da -da, da -da -da, that's Courtney's just gonna the way it is. Courtney's Googling it. Some things will never change. That's just the way it is. I know the song. Yeah. 
Standing in line, marking time, waiting for the welfare done. Oh. They can't buy a job. Man in silk suit passes by, catches the poor old lady's eye. Just for fun, he says, get a job. But it but it but it Bruce Hornsby. Yeah, that Bruce is Hornsby. Hornsby. I don't know why it wasn't coming to me, but Bruce Hornsby. You had to get to the keyboard part. That's I don't know. I, I was kind of enjoying the song. I was go, I was just I, letting it ride. I don't know. I just although that, I didn't know who it was. I either. do think that music has changed, um, and I don't think it's necessarily for the better. Yeah. But it's okay because one of the things that that I that I know is true is that all of us still listen to that great music. Oh, I agree. You know what I mean? And occasionally something breaks through now that's new and you're like, oh, wow, now that, that is truly great. You know, occasionally there are artists that comes out, you're like, that's, that's no joke. Like I, I see Bruno Mars and I go, that's not a joke. It's not a flub. That guy's for real. He real. is right? crazy. It's amazing. He hey. plays the drums, plays the guitar, plays the bass. Sings He's got good the, rhythm, dances, all he, of it. All of it. So total, pa- lady, believe it or not, at first I didn't believe in Lady Gaga. Oh, but man. now, recently, when you she, go, you, you believe in her when she starts putting focus on her vocals, not in wearing steak right. dresses. Right. Steak dresses. That's what I'm trying yes. to me. When I see that, I'm like, all right, you're a complete <laughs> fool. Right. But I mean, to hear again, her saying, she's amazing. So right. There, there are these artists that are coming out, and I, have, I credit to her. She released a record recently that was all about her mom. Yes. Right. And that record could have could have come out in 1983 or 84 yeah. and 85. Mm-hmm. It could have come out when you know, when Thriller or, or when those kind of records yeah. were being you know the old Quincy Jones stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's a new world, and there are still amazing musicians. But for me, I tend to to look back to the old stuff bob seeger i don't know there's just something about it like you hear it's funny to me you watch a chevy commercial and like a rock comes on and you're like about to cry like why is that Mm -hmm. well it's because it's amazing songs by amazing artists and there there wasn't near as much filler i Uh mean it was just raw good music that's why some of our radio stations that are so successful most listened to are the ones that play the older music Right. Because even with this younger millennial generation, there's tends to be this. I want to hear some of the nostalgic stuff. I want to hear some Man. of the retro stuff. Retro's cool again. My son is pulling. Like I said, he's pulling Led Zeppelin. He knows all of it. You, you ask him like he, so funny to me. One of his favorite records is 10 by Pearl Jam. I'm like, kid, that came out when I was in middle school. I remember that. I remember getting the CD. It was the first CD that I'd ever seen in my life was the Pearl Jam 10 yeah, record. Yeah. And it's just cool because I think that people know great music when they hear it. And I think that you're right. There's a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that all of it's filler, but, you know, uh, and there's a lot of talent out there. I just, man, I just wish there was more emotion mm-hmm. in music. And, I, you know, I understand we talked about this before. Sometimes you have to play what people want. Right. Right. Not what you like. Not not necessarily what you like. And, and, and I've made those mistakes before when I made records where I was like, no, I'm going to make something that I'm proud of. That, I'm passionate like, about this. Oh, this is... And people are like, oh, yeah, cool. And you're like, yeah. wait, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do you not hear it? Do you, you know? have a song that you love that didn't do as well as you wished it to? What, what song would that be? Like, do you have one that you're like, I yeah, sure. love that song? There's a song that we just we released um, last year. And I, I love it. I, just, I think when I hear it, I go, man. It wasn't last year. It was two years ago. But it's a song. We didn't even send it to radio. Um, but we just released it as a as a, a digital single to all the digital music providers, and it's called it's called This Place. And if you listen to that song, um, there's 
there's an actual guitar in the song, mm -hmm. which you don't hear in songs yeah. anymore. There's actual real drums in the song. Mm -hmm. um, and what's cool is that song was an intentional effort to do, um, what's that TV, uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Yeah. Have you heard the soundtrack for that? When that song comes, or when that show comes on, it's all 80 cents. Mm -hmm. And we intentionally went after that song with that mindset. What's funny about that is that it was never played on the radio, and right now, if you go look at it on, you know, on any of the digital service providers, you'll see it's been played like, you know, a million times. What was the name of it again? It's called This Place. This Place. So I'm very proud of that. I made a record one time with a guy named Brown Bannister. He's like the most epic producer ever. I mean, he's probably sold 100 million records as a producer. He did all the early Amy Grant stuff, oh, yeah. all the Michael W. Smith, all of Stephen Curtis's hits. And we made an entire record with him that was what we wanted to do, artistic flavor, and it was epic, and it was a, a failure at the time. It sold 75,000 records, but back then that was a failure. Today, if you sell 75,000 records, people are doing backflips, you know? Right. But, but that record is called Iris to Iris, and if you listen to it top to bottom, uh, if, if you listen to it with the ears on of a Don Henley, of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Hornsby, you hear musicianship happening, and it's not all programmed. It's not all on the grid. I say that a lot of music today is on a grid. Right. In fact, a lot of music today, but people don't know this, but a lot of the music that's being produced today is actually being produced as a programmer would. You can buy a vocal sound that's in whatever key you want and throw it in the song. And so it, it is truly programmed. We're very much, um, what's that movie? It's about the grid. Um, oh, I don't know. What's that called? The grid. Well, it's very much... I'll think of that here in a little bit too. But it's so, um, I don't think this this is it already there. Is that that's the name of your song, right? Already there, or is it always there? I'm already there. I'm not gonna sing. Tell already me. there. Oh, I don't hell, know that song. I'd have to look in my phone. Maybe it's a song you need to write. She's sending you messages. Yeah. No, it's. I, I'll have to tell you afterwards. But there's a. And I'm terrible with names. But there's a song, and it's it. It's a song about a little boy whose parents die and then this lady loses her baby and then ends up the lady gets the adopts a son what's that song you're talking about always always yes that's the song yeah i, I love that song always always i love that song i don't know the name of it but yeah. i love that song. it started with an a Save you never fail. yes yeah, i love right. that song because i feel like it tells such a story a true story and okay that, you're actually nailing my point there's a song on our new record it's called the same god Mm -hmm. If you like always, go listen to The Same God. Same it will God. wreck you. I'm mm -hmm. so proud. Of it. It's one of my favorite songs I've ever written in my entire life. The Same God. I'm going to do that. And, um, but when I turned it in, the, the response from the label was, wow, this is a great song. Radio does not play story songs. Mm -hmm. They just don't. But if you go back to what I love, standing in line, marking time, waiting yeah. for the welfare dime. I mean, if you don't, if you can't tell stories anymore, um, then, you know, uh, the boss doesn't have a career. I mean, he's yeah. done. Mm -hmm. Bruce Springsteen's out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you just, sure. if you take story out of songs then it becomes very, very cookie cutter and kind of vanilla. Mm -hmm. And, and what makes us who we are are the stories that we tell, right? And yeah, and so. I, I have that phone actually, that song actually on my phone. And I guess I like to listen to it back when I used to run because it makes me think. It makes me, you think about how 
that song reminds me about how when you have something going on in your life, you really don't know what God's plan is that's for right. the big thing. So that's, that's I right. love that song. Always and the same God. Okay. You're going to love those. Man, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I'm encouraged by that. Those songs if I meant something to me. Yeah. Well, I wish I could remember the name off the top of my head, but I'm not good at that. At artist oh, I name thing. I. I'm not real good Obviously. at that stuff. I still can't think, think of the movie. I knew that. I knew, listen, just give me a break, though. I did know the storyline. <laughs> you did. You had it right. I did. Yes. So exactly. what's next, Jason? What's next? Yeah. What's next for me? I'm, I'm actually launching a record label um, as we speak. In fact, I've been in uh, calls um, with... Um, all my lawyers and people pulling together all the paperwork and uh, starting a partnership with uh, my longtime manager and we're going to launch a, a record label that's going to be able to, to work very differently than the way the, the model has to shift the model has to change it is changing um, if you look at what's happening in music in general there's some things that are kind of People are still kind of reeling from all the changes that are happening from people not buying music. They weren't prepared with people to stop buying CDs to buying one songs. They weren't prepared to, for them to start buying one song, but then they were really not prepared for them to stop buying songs altogether and just stream. Like that, yeah. like right. that $10 subscription a month, which is awesome for all of us. Look, I, I, I do it myself. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. That's fantastic. But that change the revenue completely yeah, you know that's yeah. the game it, quick history of music let me give you a quick history of music what people don't know about music um if you take the earliest masters let's go back to i don't know say um elvis presley or, you know mm -hmm. or, or the beatles right the beatles come out they release their record record mm -hmm. as a actual record right and they sell what back then maybe 15 20 million of yeah, those records. i mean yeah. come on beatlemania was huge oh, right crazy. right and that's awesome but then they changed the format right and it went to, let's just say it went to eight track. Well, they sold 20 million more of the exact same thing that they didn't have to do any work on. Yeah. That's just Because people that's were buying different devices. It's the catalog. Then it changed from eight track to tape, 20 million more, yeah. right? Then they went from tape to CD, 20 million more, right? And then from CD to, uh-oh, people stealing it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of those, that money that rec that record recording industry have been making for so many years, not only did it stop, but I mean, it drastically stopped. Yeah. They can't even yeah. sell their old catalog anymore. Mm -hmm. So anyway, my point is, is that we're looking at new ways of approaching uh, the, the industry. We're going to sign other artists. Um, I was going to ask if it was just going to be Christian or are you going to cover all genres? There's, uh, honestly, the starting point is launching Building 429 in, uh, on the label uh, this year. But we've already got conversations with some some really yeah. awesome talent, some people who are some A-list artists who have stepped away from their typical record deal and, and, and have started their own thing as well. So we're really excited about it. Um, we're working with a company called Fuel that um, helps work with digital service, digital music providers. Um, and, and that meaning, those meaning, you know, YouTube, Pandora, all that stuff. And then we're still going to work the typical markets of, of radio, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you can get all of them to hit at the same time, that's yeah. that's awesome. But for me to spend an entire career spending over selling over a million records, but to really not see any real income from the recording yeah. side, that's that's really kind of sad. So we're just going to change that, and yeah. we're going to see it from both sides, and it's going to allow us to go out and find other artists because ultimately at this point in my life, I want to invest in the next generation, right? So yeah. show me a kid in Clarksville that can sing their tail off. I'd love to. I'd love to meet that kid. I'd love to see what they can do and find a way to. To, to, to kind of help them take steps forward and also to do it in a, in a much more um, fair way yeah. than the typical record deal models. 
That's amazing. I think you and I had this conversation two years ago because you, the record industry and the um, record labels have had a lot of issues. Sure. And, and, and I'll say this to, in defense of record labels, they are taking a risk. I mean, they might mm -hmm. spend $250,000 on an artist that does nothing. Yeah. Right. That's right. true. Um, but you have to change. You have to move. And it's really hard because you know this as well. It's very, very difficult for a label to move specific to an artist because really when you ask a question of your record label in Nashville, it's actually owned by Warner or mm -hmm. by Sony LA and New York. And you can't, it takes forever to be able to make decisions. And I think for me and for, for my band and for the guys that I'm playing with, we already have a touring base. We can go out and play 150 shows because we have fans that are into what we do. But the next step for us is to be able to move quick. I would love to release a song every month. Oh, that yeah. Was, yeah. A new song every single month uh, with videos and content and everything so that our fans can consume yeah. the way that they do. My kids don't buy records. They, I, my, my daughter will walk in and say, hey, Dad, you heard this song? Like, where did you find that? YouTube. Oh, just on YouTube. Yeah. Like, what? We got the same thing that yeah. crazy? in house. Yeah. It's a crazy new world. So mm -hmm. you either adapt or get left behind. Mm -hmm. and, I agree. Yeah. Wow. Well, I really appreciate you coming in. This has been fun. I talked a lot of mess, didn't I? No, that's perfect. That's you, fun, will you come yeah. back and join us later? Like, with, I after would you love get to. this like record thing going, and let's just I don't know, just come regularly and tell us what's going on. Next time we'll I, get Courtney on the mic. That she'll she'll come in and she'll check all my stories and tell the truth. She'll go, uh, that's not true. Because the next time she's here and she's on the mic, I want to ask her what she was thinking about four, that four-hour drive in the middle of the night. How did she stay awake and how many caffeine stops did she have? I know. It's a, I never thought it because she's such a night. She's out. Love the ultimate adrenaline. That's right. That's something, what it was. yeah. She's like, I'm getting to my man. Back then, I must have been something special. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm sure drive four hours yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for hey, coming. Thank I appreciate it. Thank time. you for it's taking fun. your time. It's yeah, been fun. For sure. And I wish you best of luck. I really admire that you're, well, one, you're so talented, but I admire the entrepreneur part of what you do. You're not just sitting back going, I can sing. I'm going to figure out how to create my own destiny. And I really admire that. Oh, thank you. Well, and, and you know what's funny? She, my wife told me yesterday, she, we were talking about it. She's like, uh, and I love this about her, but she said that we've, we've always figured it out, right? Yeah. So let's not be negative. Let's, let's just say this is going to work. Yep. We're going to figure we'll it figure out. figure it out. And it's, uh, many books that you read about leadership, leader, leaders sometimes make the wrong decision. They just stick with it till they figure yeah. out how to make it right. Uh -huh. right? That's right. So. And where we mess up, God will, of course, correct. That's right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you again for coming. Thank you. I appreciate right. you. Clarksville's Conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.